everybody, and welcome back to another episode of uh, the Cool, 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 Cool Down. And we have today in the house, we've got Celo. Obviously, he's got to represent because United are doing all right. But he's here all the time, so that doesn't really make a difference. We've got Mosa reporting to you live from... Copen. Yes, Chelsea's training ground. We've got uh, Dengasaurus. He's actually quite excited because there have been tra- some transfer talk there with Arsenal, some good transfer talk. And then, of course, we've got Nick ready to berate his manager, as always, Guys, welcome back. How are you guys doing? <laughs> no, we're all good. We're all good. We're all good. But firstly, let's just um, uh, let Wonga know that we all, I don't know if we all did, but I definitely did predict that Arsenal wouldn't score in that game against Southampton. And true to form. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, look at the, bro, the, t- the starting lineup also. I didn't expect that, to be honest with you. Um, Jeez, and what I also didn't expect is them to play that bad. Uh, William and Pepe, oh my word. <laughs> oh my word. Uh, it was boring that half. Jeez, but maybe it's a blessing in disguise out that cup now. Uh, but now it's got to win the other ones. <laughs> Weren't you telling us wow. that's a cup you guys have like pedigree of winning all the time? Yeah, but they, yeah, they, put, the most, they put the most epic cups in history, man, you know? Yeah, it's Arsenal and, and Man United only. Uh, basically, literally, it's just us two. I think Arsenal's probably got two or three that's more than them. Just Man United now. Yeah, but ah, ah, goodness me, guys! That before we continue, um, the, the 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 people watching are asking an apology from Nick for making them wait. So there's Nick, no uh, of course, the floor is yours. Surely, there's no proof that we were waiting. I'm looking at the comments here. No one said I I was the one keeping us. Look, look, you can see, you can see, you can see what Scott says. That's seven thirty-three. But from my understanding, uh, I think uh, Moses green, stre- green screen fell down or something like that. So I think that's what yeah. we're waiting for. Moses showed up with the green screen. <clears throat> he still needs to perfect the art of it. Almost like Lampard trying to perfect the, the art of managing his players. So um, unfortunately, we know that didn't quite work out. So Moses, you've got a you've got a lifespan on this managing the green screen. So we'll see how it plays out. But let's talk about the topic. You know, Lampard getting sacked. Um, obviously, it's big news. It's big news for a reason. Mosa, overall thoughts as a Chelsea fan, and more importantly, as the direction the club's going in. Uh, from my side, look, uh, heads off to the man. Uh, he was a great legend, a great player at the club. He's uh, accomplished a lot under his tenure as a player, but it didn't necessarily mean uh, that he'd accomplished the same type of feat as a coach. And uh, he had done well in a, in a time where he had no transfers, no ability to transfer players. But as things transitioned with the money that he received from uh, the, the owner, that brought a lot of pressure on him. I think it was a, a, a seat which was too hot for him. The club didn't have the direction that we were hoping for whatever money that was going to end. Sorry, Mosa, I just want to stop you there. Guys, just check your sound quickly because there's some odd like reverberation happening there and it's obviously not very pleasing for people listening to it. So can we just get that sorted out quickly? I think, Cedo, check your side. There's some echoing. Mosa, your side? Yeah. Hello. Ah, green screen gone. (laughs) 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 Okay, give it a go, Mosa. Tell us, tell us again. Start again. Sorry. No, Mosa's gone. But uh, Frank, can he come to Newcastle, please? Uh, I'll take him (laughs) any day of the week if we can get rid of Steve Bruce. 
I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If 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 Frank Lampard gets given a chance, I think, in my opinion, guys, I think it's really unfair. You know, I look at the stats, and you know, we are comparing Newcastle or Chelsea, but the man out of eight games has won four. I think he's lost three and drawn one. Um, you know, from a fan of uh, my club, you know, if I could have any of that, and you know, Chelsea have proven in the last couple of years that they just don't give time to managers. And I, I think it's just becoming a, it's becoming a trend where, you know, they buy in success again, and it just doesn't work. There's no formula for that. I mean, what is the next manager going to get the same treatment? I don't know. Well, here's the thing, though. So, so, so it's been, I think, since 2017. So that what that's arguably we're going on four years. No manager served longer than two years, which is quite a staggering sort of stat. But I do think. Um, this whole sort of Marina, Grafnia, Scofia, or however we pronounce her name, Scott, you'll, you'll tell us how we pronounce that later in the Scottish accent. Um, she, there's obviously, a, there is a vision at Chelsea. I know that Roman Abramovich is instant success. That's what he's about. But the vision at Chelsea, and I keep joking saying, you know, they're stealing the Liverpool's transfer strategy, but they're trying to set themselves up like a Red Bull, a Red Bull um, Leipzig or Red Bull Salzburg. So much so that when this talk of all this unrest was happening within the change room with Lampard, they were looking and they offered the job to Ralph Ragnick, the, the technical director of Red Bull at the moment, Leipzig. They offered him the job to take over until the end of the season. He obviously turned it down because it was a short-term sort of thing. So the question is to you, Mossa, was Lampard not set up to fail in this scenario? Because we know these signings weren't all his signings. Yeah, fair. They weren't all his signings. And uh, to speak to the philosophy of what he did at Chelsea is he actually gave academy players a good opportunity to actually represent the club, which is very different to a lot of other managers that have come into the club. They'd actually purchase um, high net worth assets and then bring them into the club and give them a go. And I guess that was the difficulty that Lampard found himself in. He had spent tons and tons of uh, money. <laughs> tons and tons of money. <laughs> You're still fortunate to have beer, actually, Shiloh. It's always good when you, when, you sponsored, when you sponsored by a beer brand, you know it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to that, man. So, yeah, man, he, he found himself in a predicament where he had spent all that money and he was trying to change the philosophy of the club, you know? Like, uh, generally, you'd find the managers would come in, spend the money, and then get the results. In this case, he had spent the money, but then given opportunities to academy players, and that led to a little bit of a confusion within the camp. And that's probably what led to his sacking, if you ask me, the the, the rivalries and the stewing of uh, personalities between the um, experienced campaigners versus the new incoming players that are from the academies and outside. Cello, you read something interesting that you're sharing in the group earlier today, saying apparently some of the players were going directly to Marina and Peter Cech themselves. And apparently Peter Cech was having direct conversations with the players' agents as to what is going on. Yeah, so yeah, the rumor is that um, Antonio Rudiger and Mateo Kovacic are the two instigators. Um, and they went uh, um, up to Marina and, and, the, and some other people um, in the, the powers that be and spoke to them. Um, and said they were um, not happy with um, Frank Lampard. Um, yeah, man. So Chelsea fans, the only thing they've been talking about the whole day today is um, the fact that these players went to go talk to 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 to, to the hierarchy and to try to get the manager for um, uh, sacked. You know, so people are saying Rudiger, he's right. Away. You know, some people are saying, okay, cool, Kovacic is a good player. He shouldn't have done that. You know, all this stuff. You know, 
everyone's coming out and, and saying all these things as Chelsea fans that I've been seeing on social media. Uh, but it's player power, you know. Um, I, I said something the other day where, where Villas Boas said that uh, he actually took um, was shots fired basically and said that in this instance, it's Frank Lampard's fault that he got fired, right? Unlike other times. Basically, saying because when he got fired, Lampard, Terry, and the other guys got him fired, basically. You know what I mean? Um, so he's saying that, hey, man, you guys got to be fired back a couple of years back, if, if, you, if you remember correctly, you know. But this time, actually, it's your fault, Frank. You know, you were nonsense <laughs> as a coach. You know what I mean? So it's just shots fired, you know. Um, but yeah, man, I think it's it's player power at Chelsea. It always happens, and it's unfortunate. And Musa, you're going to be in the same situation two, three years down the line. Um, yeah. But in the past, it has yielded success. You guys have gotten trophies. You know, you've gotten yeah. Loti, uh, Quante, um, all those guys have won Premier Leagues and they've only been at the club for three years or less, you know, so yeah. Yeah. But going, going back make... to... Sorry, go ahead, Musa. I was just alluding to that. You know, it, 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 is, it is a scenario now that the players actually went up to management to go uh, discuss the, the team dynamics with the, the owners of the club, but... Uh, it, it isn't the first time that's happened at Chelsea and it's not the first time that there have been political uh, developments which have kind of interfered with the manager's tenures. Uh, if you just recall back to like uh, Conte's time you know, when he was making squad selections and then Marina would come in and then there would be off the field type of development that affected all of its squad selections. Yeah, I, like, um... I, like, I like Nicholas's comment there. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Liverpool have been worried about Chelsea. Yeah, look at this. Uh, just talking. Um, just behave, Nick. You behave, okay? One, so you spoke about the whole um, sort of player power in this scenario. But apparently, uh, Frank, Frank Lampard has been, was come out and saying, you know, if it wasn't for Chelsea, he would have walked a long time ago because he felt like he was pissing in the wind. So from, from the get-go, there's been a sort of a tension between him and Marina. As, as it's being said, apparently, it's all being leaked right now with oh, regards to the fact that when he took the job initially, he was never going to turn it down. And the other issue was that he had already resigned from Derby. So he had kind of put himself in a negotiating um, snooker, so to speak, because he had to take, he, he was offered the, the least amount that any manager has been offered um, at Chelsea. Right, Obviously, okay. experience plays a key role in this sort of scenario. But apparently, the big breaking down point between him and Marina was the fact the whole Kepa debacle that they spent so much money on this guy and he was refusing to play him. And that's where it all came down to the fact that after that, Peter Cech was getting involved and they had a spy. And there's a whole bunch of other things that he wanted his whole team to be to come with him. And there were one or two players that they insisted, or one or two coaches rather, that they insisted to be with him at Chelsea. Almost like an internal spy, so to speak. And these, again, this is all what's coming out at the moment. So from the get-go, he didn't really have the full control. And when we talk about the yeah. signings, the one signing we all know he wanted was a Declan Rice. Chelsea refused to go that route because they released him at academy and they don't want to be seen as fools paying a lot of money for a player. That's one of the other things. So, so we do know it didn't go swimmingly for him. And if we've got to look specifically as to what he did achieve last season, it is almost like he was there just to fill that, fulfill that role and they were always going to remove him. Now, I know it didn't quite play out, but to put things in comparison, I, share, I showed that stat with you, Silo where we had Ole at the same point as, as Lampard, and he's achieved yeah. one more point than Ole has. And then the other yeah. stat is that if we're looking in the last seven or eight games, Liverpool have only won one game in the last seven, and that was against Aston Villa's juniors. Frank Lampard's at least won two. But now the whole yeah. breakdown that you know with regards to the, the change, player change rooms. Now, one of the other things with the sacking yesterday, 
apparently he was sacked. Obviously, he was called into a meeting at 8 o'clock. He was sacked during that time, agreed with Tuchel. And the meeting, how it was leaked, was the fact that everyone was aware because the players were told the sacking was going to happen and that's how it leaked. So while he was having the meeting getting sacked, the media found out he was getting sacked. Nick, as a head coach, how do you feel? How do you navigate a situation when a lot of these things are taken out of your control? Imagine, imagine Nick getting, getting sacked on social media. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I think, I think for me, you know, just, you know, putting yourself, at, it's an it's a unforgivable sort of, you know, unforgiving position that you're in because you are at the mercy of your directors and, and, and sort of uh, the hierarchy above you. Um, but it is a scary thought to actually have, you know, your players have, have potentially, you know, you've lost the change room. And you've got players potentially speaking behind your back or speaking to people above you. Um, things getting leaked to the media because you feel very alone. I'm sure it's a, it's a very lonely place to be in because let's let's be honest, Frank Lampard tried his very best. I, I don't think he would have gone into that job thinking he's just going to take it for granted. Um, you know, for me, I, I, I feel for him. I feel for any manager in that Chelsea position. Um because I just think it is a very unforgiving, unforgiving place to be. Because you've got no real, you got no real chance. If if shit hits the fan, what chance do you have? Um, you know yeah. the players aren't taking accountability. It is sitting on Frank Lampard's step. Maybe the job was too big for him. Maybe he needed a a, a smaller team to sort of build up his 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 repertoire within the Premier League. But yeah. I, I don't know. It, it is a it is a tough juggling act to especially worry about whether or not things are staying within your change room because at the moment things are coming out that you wouldn't expect uh, expect to come out at any club let alone just Chelsea you know yeah. um so I do feel I feel for him I, I personally I feel for him um I do think he should have been given a bit more time I think you know yes he was given a lot of money but he did like you said Mosa, he went in and he he had a season with no transfers and he and he did he did all right he did all right um, you know, if you comparing him, you know, Man United are top of the log. Man United's gone through this with Ole two or three times in the last two seasons. And they've stuck with him. Maybe that's maybe that's the right decision. Um, I still don't know if Ole is the right man for the for the stature <laughs> of the club. Man the man's but, leading the charge there. He's no, leading he the charge, but keep going. Then, then, then who am I to say that Frank is the, is the right man to, to, to lead a Chelsea? Um, I do, I do put myself in Frank's shoes, and I, I do feel for him because I'm sure it was a lonely couple of days. You know, he beat Luton three-one, and then he gets sacked the next day. It's, it's, the, it's the, the Luton thing was irrelevant. Apparently, after the Leicester game, and ironically enough, was that was the same game that Mourinho got sacked after was when he lost to Leicester. But after the Leicester game, he had gone into the change room and he had resigned in a way that he had given the players a handshake. So, listen, guys, it's been real. Thanks for coming. But the players, like you said, the player power, Silo, the players started coming out saying, you know, he was training them too hard. And as, as it is, you know, when you have a bunch of players who aren't playing, like Arsenal currently in the situation where they're in a process of cutting out all the fat now, the excess fat, Frank Lampard had players he clearly didn't want that he had to work with. And yeah. this, they're saying now he wasn't even talking to half the players that he wasn't playing. So that's naturally going to cause a sort of you know, rift within the change room. And yeah. you know, to, to what Nicholas was saying, some managers are not good at controlling personalities. Perhaps in this modern sort of football, he took too much of a page from a Mourinho that he learned from. Mosa, what do you think about that? True. 
Yeah, man, could be true. I mean, uh, there's been a lot of discussion about players like Mason Mount. What does Mason Mount have on Frank Lampard that we don't all understand? Yes, we can say Mason Mount's a good player, but there are elements where it raises a few questions. And you can see that favoritism even when you're not within the camp. We're all watching from afar, from the other side of the world, and we can see it, you know. And potentially that's what Frank was doing on training, in training, Every day he was interacting with these younger boys and it's something that most managers should do, should encourage like youth development within their teams. But potentially he went a little bit too far and he knew how to manage it well. Whereas I think, uh, yep. I don't agree, man. Mason Mount's been your best player this season. man. He's been the best player. That sort of favoritism yeah, has led to a guy's worst. So he, he was never the best player from the get-go. He, he was given a lot of support and a lot of confidence by, by Frank Lampard. The first five or six games, he was just an average kind of centre-mid with um, new players in the fray as well. And now, t- 10, 15, 18 games later down the line, now he looks as good as the real deal. But that takes a lot of confidence building with young players, especially. But Mosa also, and- let's, let's consider the season he had. Let's consider the season Frank Lampard had. He trusted the boy. He went there, he did the business. He's going to stick by a player who he's trusting. He's not going to throw someone else on there that he's not trusting. Because at the end of the day, it is his reputation. Now it's all gone to shit in the end. But at the end of the day, what he's got now is a play- Chelsea have a player in that transfer policy that they can offload if they want it, that's going to bring in excess of 50 million pounds. Because if Kai Havertz is worth 71 million pounds, how much is a Mason Mount worth now? You know? So if you, if you, so exactly what you were, and I was going to allude to that point, you know, Musa, you were saying maybe he went too far with Mount. But, you know, if you flip the coin, you know, you're talking about Rudier and, um, sorry, the other player that had potentially spoken speaking to your, your, your Peter Checks and, and other directors. Um, who are you going to actually trust? You know, he's probably got a boy in Mason Mount who will give him everything that he's asking for. But you've got a Rudier with a, with a, with a bit of an attitude because maybe he hasn't played as much as he would have liked this season, um, yeah. or maybe he's been called out on on his on his faults in in in, in training. And and you know, the biggest issue here is those players are well overpaid. Okay, and that's not going to change in 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 world football at the moment. So. If I'm a player who's getting two hundred thousand pounds a week, probably more than what Frank's getting at the minute, and um, who, who who are they to you know their contracts intact? You know they know the manager can get sacked. So if they just you know sort of pull rank and they say, well, you know, screw you, I'm not going to fight for you. I want you to go out. I want another manager to come in. You know, it's a very tough place to be in. So I think with a Mount situation, maybe maybe it's as clear as day that he was picking players that he knew would fight for him and knew would give him 100%. Maybe there were players and passengers that he was carrying in that team that actually didn't really give a shit and actually wanted him to go. Yeah, that could be fair, man. And especially if you consider that uh, the the Marina falling out situation with Kepa. Kepa was a tough player to carry, man. If he had to support that type of goalkeeper all through the period, it would have been a big challenge for him. So he'd rather go out spend some money and get a new keeper that he can trust, no matter how much they spend for Kepa. Tricky challenge, but it alludes to the fact that maybe Frank Lampard was very good at managing uh, player management, like man-for-man versus squad dynamics. I think that's probably where he fell off the, the bandwagon a little bit. Yeah, possibly. But, you know... With so quick, shout out, sorry, quick shout-out to Pums. I actually know Pums. I used to work with him when I was a student coach at Whips. You guys all know Whips, the guys from Pretoria. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout-out, Pums. 
set up set a sports at a school called the Ridge. So thanks for tuning in, Pums. Good to hear from you. Thanks, Pums. We appreciate you, dude. Shalom. 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 We had the same difficulty about like his squad selection, even when it came to um, uh, Giroud and Abrams. How he'd go yeah. about making the decision when they're both like uh, coming on to fire on all cylinders and the likes, and it's it it it, it was a challenge. It was a challenge. It left a lot of people on the on the fence about what his coaching abilities are. And it, okay. it, it, the question now for me, and you know, it, it is a bit sad for a young coach like him. His second job, he's been sacked. This was always going to be the tough task. If it doesn't work out, where is his career going to take him now? You know, is he going to he go to been... a Celtic? You know, there's a talk yeah, that he might go to Newcastle. Um, yes, I'd love him. There. I'd love him to come to a Newcastle. He's got to now. He's really got to start from scratch. I saw even talk that he wants Rooney's job. He wants he wants the derby job back. So I mean, there's a I lot of talk. I've told you, he's going to go whoa, in there and start whoa, wrestling. Whoa. Wade, Wade, Wade is starting out his better general career, but we need to give Wade a chance, man. Wade is retired now. Let Rudy flourish, man, please. Yeah. So it's a tough one for these young coaches. I mean, they get given the opportunity. Do you turn it down? You know, he was yeah. probably every he, – he was well, well within his right to take it because, you know, that mm-hmm. job could maybe never have come around in his whole career. So True. I just hope – I hope he is young enough to obviously get it back on track. Um, he must be gutted at the moment. And – you know, I'm sure if if I was him, I'd try to get back on the horse as soon as possible. Try get get a team that and a, and a group of players that will fight for him and and sort of get himself back on the map. Um, I, think, I think we're looking at his young uh, managerial career, so to speak. You know, he came in there with not much expectation. I think the board and themselves were only going to keep him until the end of the season. He'd end up getting them to an FA Cup final. He'd end up getting them into the top four. So they were kind of forced. To stick with him, largely because the fans, he's a fan favorite, and the fans were in the stand at the same time. I don't think the second goes down easier if the fans are still in the stand. I think they fight for him a little bit more, and I think he also somewhat has a little bit more control of the dressing room if that does happen because <laughs> the, fans, the fans start going, fuck, you know, I think the, the fans start turning more on the players than they do on him if it starts going like yes. this. You know, so that's also yeah. an interesting but before we, before we get stuck here, Mosa, I want to ask you. Actually, Wonga hasn't said anything. Wonga, Thomas yeah. Tuchel said to have the job. It's his job now. They're only offering him 18 months for this for this interim. He didn't want to take the job initially because he didn't want to come midway season. I mean, he has just been sacked. But overall, what are your thoughts about him coming and doing the job for Chelsea? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a different. It's going to be a. It won't be as easy. Um, I, I think he's he's, he's probably. <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe used to, I mean, bigger... The nice thing is he's dealt with probably big personalities, but um, I think it was... Was it Harry... Was it Harry Redknapp who said it as well, is that um, um, winning the league with PSG is... Um, I mean, he said any any manager can do that. It's a given. Um, there's no guarantee that uh, Tushu will come in here and, 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 and do the job. And, and I think I agree. I mean, you, you like, at, in the Premier League, you, you can manage... Any of the top six, uh, Man City, you can get a Liverpool, you can get a Chelsea, as we've seen, you can get a Man United, but it's not it's not guaranteed uh, that you're going to win it. Your, your managerial skills will be tested. Um, at PSG, is given, I mean, every every year, I mean, even uh, Pochettino's there now, no one's expecting him to even finish second. They know the league's going to be theirs. They're going to be in Champions League, um, regardless of the manager. Really but I think, yeah, so I think at Chelsea... At Chelsea, even himself, he will be tested. Uh, maybe he said he didn't want the job. I think he will. He will surely see it. Um, 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 the 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 real side of uh, of managing. 
um, trying to actually uh, how to get the results. Um, I mean, every single aspect I think you'll be uh, really tested in this in this regard. I, I honestly think so. Um, but I think in terms of with uh, what I was saying with, with I want I wanted to say about Lampard and um, him getting sacked. I also I also I think I think um, yeah he's he's hot um, and beliefs are leaning towards um, the the youth in the club, um, and he wants to bring those guys up as well. And then now you've got these guys who are buying uh, players behind you, and I think. I think it's. I think also maybe his appointment as well. Like Claudio was saying, maybe a short term. But uh, I mean, only he will know why he, why he accepted it in the first place. But I think even then, I think he he knew. But I mean, to accept, knowing the kind of person he was, I'm actually just trying to think about it now. Is that you know all these guys, all these I mean, all these guys actually came in now when he was still there, like Havertz, all of them. Um, <laughs> was it a shock when when he when it came to him? What are you asking me? He's just saying no, why sell. What your Greek defenders? Oh, so- we'll get them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, sorry, yeah. sorry, Wonga. Just, just yeah. finish off in terms of we did run a poll, guys, in terms of whether or not we think oh what people's thoughts are with regards to Thomas Tuchel coming into Chelsea, and people majority at least sixty percent of people were saying he is the right man for the sixty one percent said he is the right man for the job thirty percent thirty nine percent said no. Mosa, uh, before we move on from this topic, because we've given it some extensive time, obviously good for, for Liverpool scores because obviously we lost on the weekend, so this is a nice good distraction. But Mosa, final thoughts on Thomas Tuchel coming in? Um, I would have, I wouldn't have uh, signed him up for the job. Uh, he is a great coach with uh, good pedigree, uh, but I wouldn't have picked him for the job. He's uh, created a lot of uh, political upheaval in the club that he's been in before, and um, that type of scrutiny. In the Chelsea scenario, which it finds itself now, is going to really, really mask a lot of his performance. Unless he goes and uh, flies straight into winning this this league, there's going to be something that's happening in the back, in the in the the boardroom, which is probably going to spill out into the media because of his appointment. So, I wouldn't have gone his direction. He's got uh, he's a great tactician, got a lot of good energy, can get the guys galvanized. He can speak all the languages in the club. But yeah, man, I just imagine, fear that. Imagine hiring better. someone because he speaks German and you need to get the best out of your two top German signings. It's crazy. <laughs> German, French, and uh, English. So it's a brilliant mix for like uh, uh, the, the current Chelsea makeup and the current Chelsea squad. It's just, um, yeah, man, I, I, I fear his off the field antics. Uh, I mean, he's, he's done pretty well at uh, his previous clubs like uh, PSG and Dortmund, but. He couldn't, he couldn't sustain his um, reign there because of what happened off the field. And that's potentially what I think is a, is a concerning thing now, given the spotlight that um, uh, is there now that uh, Lampard's left in this fashion. Yep, right. And leaving on the fashion, talk about players coming and going. Arsenal have been very, very busy so far in the window that nothing has been happening. So, Wonga, I mean, I think this is your time to shine. Odegaard appears to be coming in. Socrates, like Nick has alluded to, has gone out, cutting the excess fat, like I mentioned earlier. You must be feeling okay as an Arsenal player, or Arsenal fan, rather. Yeah, look, uh, at least, it's, at least um, it shows me that, look, the guys are trying to do something. Um, uh, Udegaard is also uh, a very good player. I think it's, I mean, to actually pounce in that situation, actually, if you, think, if you look at it, I think he's also, I mean, he's, he's at Real Madrid, 
Um, you've got the stars starting there in front of you. Um, I mean, personally for him, I mean, uh, Real Madrid have also invested a lot in him since he was um, um, a 16-year-old, you know. Um, and uh, we never heard, no one heard much about him uh, um, on his loans. You know, you, those kind of players, you hear about them and then you don't hear about them after a while. But I mean, he's, he's done well um, um, on his loan spells out, come back to Real Madrid doing well. Um, and, and I think coming to Arsenal, I think it's sort of the player we do need, especially to give, um, at the moment, uh, Smithrow has no competition at all. Um, he, he's, he's guaranteed so that's what to me. I wanted to ask you, so if he comes in now, what happens to Smith Rowe? Do you guys, does he accommodate Smith Rowe still in the starting 11 and does he play Obama Young up front or does he drop the one and keep the other? What are your thoughts? You know, there's even Lacazette as well. Uh, never mind just uh, Smith Rowe and, um, and, um, and never mind uh, Obama Young also. Um, Aubameyang, what it looks like, he, if if he's struggling with uh, someone in the middle, doesn't know who's going to put in. He always puts, a, he's always putting in Aubameyang, either striker or, or out wide. Um, I think that's what he did, not the previous match, but the match before he put Aubameyang out wide. But I think in this case, um, Udegaard, I don't know if he'll he will put him flat out in the beginning, like against Man United. But I hear there's this possibility of him starting. Uh, but I think after that, definitely he's going to be trying to play in uh, full games. But I think it's it's a lone spell. Um, Smithrow needs competition. I, I won't even like to. I've thought about. It. I'm not too sure what what he will do. I have to I have to see. But if I was in his shoes, I'd probably I'd probably be playing Smith. I mean, Smithrow does deserve to start. He showed it. Um, if if Udegaard shows a better footing at training, then it's a chat you need to have. Um, but then again, you have to think about will will Udogard be there? Um, or are they going to are they thinking of keeping him there uh, for the next three to four years? That's also another question that needs to be asked, and I don't think anyone um, will, will want to answer that now. Then there's also yeah, no there's, man, he's only signing. He's only signing. Don't get too excited. I think maybe you need to manage no, season. Eh? You must that's remember they want him back. Yeah, they want him back. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I said that there were talks saying, "Oh no, it'd be it would be nice to keep him there for the things I read." I said, "Look, it would be nice to keep him there for, uh, for I mean, for for more than more than the the loan spell." Um, mm. But the loan spell, it it worked. I mean, it's, it's only what it's only what this this end of probably going to be about six seven months. Uh, so you you just have to look at that. But I I heard that I did hear. It's not. I mean, I read and what I did read there was something saying that look the the, the Maybe we're gonna try possibly try and try attempt to try and keep him there if he's happy there and all that stuff. Nah, um, don't happen. Because don't don't happen. That's don't, not, don't happen. Don't happen. No, really. One of his favorite players, man. That guy fought the kid on Zidane all those years back and tried to yes. force him all those years back, and Zidane said. What the flip, man? This guy doesn't deserve to be in this team, but I have to play him because he's apparently the next superstar, and I just play him. And now he's he came back, um, hot on form. But mm. I think they didn't they didn't realize that Modric was going to be still at the level that he he currently is at because you're supposed mm. to replace Modric. But Modric, Modric is still the world class midfielder that he is. So uh, he'll go yeah. back, go back. Like they yeah. always call back their kids. 
Okay. And you've got thirty six appearances, seven goals and nine assists. That's what he did there. And that's why you know he's come back yeah. to Madrid and he's seen Anland, whatever for Dortmund, and he's going the boy's banging and he's two years younger than me. I need to start getting game time. Um one question, one girl, Nenny versus Shaka. Come now. Come now. Who would you take in that scenario? Oh Nenny. Leave both. Leave both. <laughs> if I had to choose one. If I had to choose one, I'll choose El Nenny. Um at least he can I, at least he, he can he can run. Um, he can also shoot as well. Um, just but like Shaka, can no, pass the ball. No, Shaka is a much better shooter. Shaka is your top top three shooter in the team. How can you say Alneni can shoot when Shaka is your top three shooter? No, Alneni also shot uh, scored many. Um, Wait, I've seen. Have you seen Alneni score a goal, guys? There no, are goals that he scored. Yeah. Alleni is a camel, though. He's the camel of the yeah. desert. Let's not argue with the camel of the desert. The man only is... How many goals does he have for half. like two goals right now? But, but I can't... I can't <laughs> for me, I think even defensively, uh, Shaka, I just... I, I can't trust him. I mean, the, at times he... He looks like he just kicks someone in the box and um, he's, 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 I, won't, I won't lie, he hasn't done it in a, in a while. But right. uh, at times it's erratic. But... What are the Arsenal okay. transfers? There's um, the is it Gunduzi as well? He's also. It looks like they're gonna try to get rid of. They're trying to get rid of him. Um, there's talks about that. Um, yeah, but that's not a team, that's not a bad one. Did you hear that one, Mosa? Gunduzi. Yeah. For for no the German boy. Take for? him for Draxler. For Draxler. For Draxler. That's a hard of a story. Oh yeah, wow! Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't even think about it. Just okay. do this. Take him. Go. Yeah, but, but, but Draxler's been on. Uh, Hasn't been getting much game time in Paris, man. And hey, man, it's, exactly. it's tough in Paris. Um, yeah, man, Genduzi has been playing well in, in Germany. Um, but also... But he fell out with the manager. I, fell out I, with I, the also, don't, I also don't see it. I don't see, I don't see where he's going to fit in at PSG because PSG is trying to get Dele Alli on loan um, and they already, have, they already have other midfielders, man. So I don't see Genduzi oh, role in PSG. So, don't PSG, said, like, yeah, I, I think... Marquinhos or um, who's that other Italian guy? Nah, they, Marquinhos yeah. hasn't played hasn't played in the middle um, since Variety. since Pochettino Variety. came. In. So it's been it's been Variety uh, and and and, and uh, yeah. play, playing in the middle. Right, I'm just gonna move this on quickly. Next game we need to talk about because we've got a lot to cover still. Aston Villa two 0 versus Newcastle. Nick, what happened here, bro? Well, Steve Bruce happened. Genius manager that we have. Uh, absolutely clueless. What's so? He's got no tactics whatsoever. He uh, the 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 sort of substitutes that he makes, the comments that he makes after the game. Um, I think he actually even banned questions from the local newspaper in Newcastle because. They actually support in the fans, and they asked it. Have you ever seen, um, uh, he's, he, literally, they said there was a reporter that said North Korea, no, North East or North Korea. What, what are they? Um, or what is Steve Bruce in Newcastle? And the fact that Newcastle United are allowing this to happen is a load of bullshit, in my opinion. Um, you know, we've got, you know, the fans demand answers, and we're just not getting them. I, I alluded yeah. to it earlier. Frank, Frank Lampard has the last eight games, one three. Uh, oh, sorry, one four, lost three, and drawn one. Uh, our manager has lost, or we've got one point out of eight games. Um, I think we've scored one goal in the last twelve, and he's still he's still in in a job. Um, 
I mean, he's even he's even uh, there's even talk that he's bringing in another coach to come and help him. So I, for me, I just don't I, I just don't get it. Um, you know, we we were completely outplayed against a, a Aston Villa team that got promoted two seasons ago, and you know, I speak about it. I spoke about it in the last show. You know, people uh, people and I'm talking pundits are saying, what should Steve Bruce do? Um, you know, with what he has. But my question to you is, would Aston Villa accept a Steve Bruce? No, they would never. Wouldn't. They would never. Um, nope. And, you know, a couple of the Aston Villa fans actually commented afterwards and um, said, you know, they were in their sharp decline in the championship, you know, fighting relegation into League One. And they eventually got rid of Steve Bruce because he's just got absolutely no clue. And you know what? He, he claims that he's this, this messiah um, fan of, of Newcastle who, who loves the club so dearly. You know, if he loved the club so much, he would walk because he's not a fan. He's not a fan if he sees us losing, losing seven of the, our last eight games. We're playing against Leeds United right now. And Leeds United got promoted last season or, or, or this season than we are. Ten times a better side than we are because they've actually got a plan. Um, yeah. So fortunately, we're just going down one way, and I spoke about it already. We are in a we are in a relegation fight, and I think I think you know the seven point gap is going to become very small very soon. Uh, so unfortunately, it is a sad state of affairs, and I'm at a point now where I actually I wouldn't mind us losing because hopefully that would maybe see him leave. I don't know. Um, because this has got 2016 and 2009 written all over it. We go in one way and that's, that's down to the championship. So Nick, I've got good news and bad news. I've got good news in a sense that we all know that Rafa Benitez has left uh, Dalian there in China. He's come back yeah. saying he wants a job in the Premier League, but he's come back saying he wants a big job in the Premier League. Now, whether or not that means he wants to go to a big club, <laughs> definitely off the like or he wants to go to an actual big job. I mean, Newcastle still is a big job. Yeah, so, so I, think, I, think, I think if we're looking at it, um, there's still talk rumbling that the takeover might still be on the cards. There's still a court case going on with Steve, uh, um, Mike Ashley in the Premier League. Um, there was also arguably, arguably um, uh, there's something that's going on with the TV rights with BN Sports, Saudi Arabia and Qatar. BN Sports are big in the Premier League. And as we know, that that was one of the stags when it came to um, the, the deal not being being processed. Um, yeah. if, 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 if there's a deal in place where the club might be taken over, Benitez might be the man. Um, but I wouldn't. Why, who would want to come to, to, to Newcastle United right now? Would Frank Lampard want to take that job? Would Eddie Howe want to take that job? Would Steven Gerrard want to take that job? I don't think anyone would want to take that job. So unfortunately for us, um, we stuck with this this uh, this disease of a manager um, and uh, uh, or a virus of a manager and a disease of an owner and we just have to we, we just uh, we're a sleeping giant just walking through um, sleepwalking into literally nowhere and unfortunately you know we got out the last two seasons I don't know if we'll get out this time if we do get relegated so it is a sad state of affairs um, I, I'm unfortunately in a place now where I do care. Obviously, I want us to win. But the thing is, it's just going to paper over how shit of a manager he is. So if we go get a result tonight, he, um, the, the, the British media are going to be all over him saying, oh, look what a great job he's doing. He beat Leeds United, beat Bielsa. But in actual fact, he's been absolutely shit for the last two seasons. So I, yeah, I, I just don't I know. Mean, I feel for you guys. I mean, watching... <laughs> That's our rubbish. 
We're going to talk about yeah. this game next. Uh, Liverpool not. I mean, Liverpool have been poor in the last couple of games, but you guys are averaging 1.6 shots a game. Yeah. 1.6 shots a game. That's less than two shots on target. That's all you guys are getting. So I can't. And, like, and, Liverpool, and, and, just, just to clarify that, Nick, Liverpool, yeah. the last four games that we haven't, we've been struggling to score, apart from Sunday's game, was we were averaging 72 shots and we still weren't yeah. scoring. So, and I was feeling shit. So I can only imagine how all Newcastle fans would be feeling. 100%. And you know, the comparison always comes back to Benitez because for some other reason, the British media hate Rafa Benitez. There's something about him because he's a pragmatic manager that there's, he's done something wrong. But Steve Bruce does a, the most pragmatic manager I've ever seen, but with no clue, where he, he regresses players' development and, and it's just a negative style of play. Um, where we've got a Callum Wilson, who's our top goal scorer, and he scored a fair share, and we've had that, that rate of, of shooting. Claudio, tell me. Imagine he actually had service. How many goals would he score? He's feeding yeah. off absolute scraps. And you know what? For me, I, I just, I, you, you know, the blame has to also go to the players. But right now, would you want to, if you guys were players in that change room, would you want to play for Steve Bruce? No. Why would you want to play for Steve Bruce? He's an absolute plonker. He's right. No. If you look at the team, if you look at the teams in and around Newcastle and the fact that they, some of them, um, like if you look at a Brighton, Brighton actually have an identity. When Brighton, yeah. you can actually see them trying to do something, right? Maybe they don't have the, the quality of the players, right? I've seen Webster yeah. and Lewis Dunk at the, at, at the back, trying to play out from the back, right? Because that's yeah. what the coach wants, right? They're not the best passers. Webster's the, the one who can actually pass. And they play that um, seven-foot uh, centre-back at left-back, uh, Burn. Yeah. They, they look, it looks weird, but they try to do it, and when it works, it, 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 it works well because they go past the press and they, then they start attacking. And when they are um, more flamboyant players get on the ball, they actually you can see they're trying to do something. Whereas Newcastle, when you watch them, I'm like, nothing. But I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what, you know, we've, we've, we've got. Um, also, trying to keep a straight face there. What's going on? He's like, my manager's been sacked already. He's like, I don't know what's going on. Let's hope there's a domino effect here. <laughs> Newcastle. Uh, right. No, you know, they would it would hopefully you know, something happens. Yeah. <laughs> and but but I mean I think his saving grace right now, Steve Bruce, is that there's no fans in the stadium because I've been in this I've been at Alan Pardew's last game and Alan Pardew was hated as a manager. And I was at his last game uh, against Everton and the abuse that Steve Bruce would be getting right now, I don't even I think he would resign. Because his own people would be giving him that. And I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. And it's, it is an absolute cauldron of fire going into that, into that stadium when the, when the fans aren't on your side. So I hey, think he's saving great. Guys, give, give a shout out to Ricky. We've got another. Ricky, thanks for joining us. Bro. It's only been like eight months since he joined us. But thank you. We appreciate oh, you. Ricky. <laughs> I do think I do think a change of ownership definitely, Ricky. To your question, would would make a difference if if we had an owner who actually wanted to do something. And I keep cu coming back to this. You know, Ian Wright and Alan Shearer are the only ones who actually get this, and they only work together. If you've noticed that on the Premier League shows, true. That is actually true. Fans, fans are not demanding Champions League football. Yes, we've probably got the stature to potentially become a Champions League football a football team. Newcastle are losing, by the way, 1-0 against Leeds at home. They've just scored. Breaking news, guys. Sorry to interrupt, Nick. Breaking news. Thank you, Scott Woodhouse, for being on the ground in the UK. Tushal, 
has officially been named manager of Chelsea, guys. I don't know. Go, do go, we give go. a clap? We, we do. You, you need to get excited. Come on, let's do it. Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> As you were, Nick. As you were. Uh, <laughs> We just want to try. We just want. We why can't we be a Leeds United or a, a West Ham or a, an Aston Villa that's on the up? You know, a team that fans are excited to watch and players that want to play for the manager. You know, right now, you know, the manager doesn't want to. The, the manager doesn't know what he's doing. The owner doesn't want to help the manager or put a manager in place. I mean, we had one and he didn't want to support him. So yes, I do think a direct, a, a new um, direction from a new owner would definitely get the fans excited, get us back on side and, and hopefully see success in the Northeast. Right. Um, so same, from- same direction, same direction, same sort of coach. They've stuck with him and they're getting results. Silo. I mean, I've got to say before, before you kick anything off, I hate losing <laughs> in general in everyday life. When I see Liverpool play, I hate it when they lose. But the most heart-wrenching thing is when they lose to United. I think that's the worst possible loss I can ever feel. Um, yeah, so you, you say what you need to say, Silo. I've said my piece from that perspective. I'll get more into it later. Yeah, no, I, 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 I share your sentiments. Um, if I had lost to to, to Liverpool, um, if I if if I had given Klopp his first win at Old Trafford, I would have been in such pain. I probably would have missed the show. I probably would have been depressed and found um, alcohol somewhere. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you would have found it? You get it delivered to your doorstep. <laughs> Thank you very much, Devil Speak. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what a life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lockdown, no lockdown for what? No, Celo's got an in, he's got an inside man there hooking him up. So <laughs> supposed to be out the day before lockdown, so, I, so I'm still I'm still good. I'm still good. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man, I was I was actually uh, probably celebrating and 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 had, had a couple more beers after 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 Bruno's free kick. Um, it was a good game. Um, you know, I think an open game that 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 um, that fans and neutral fans um, deserved. In terms of uh, five goals, um, not being as you know tactical as the week before's Premier League game, um, it was good to 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 see um, other uh, other players like Donny van der Beek start. Um, even though he didn't have that much um, of an impact in the game, but in the first half he had a couple of touches. Um, he's the one who passed the ball to Rashford for 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 for, for the first goal from Greenwood. Um, yeah, so it was a it was a decent game all in all. Um, but 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 um, in all honesty, I think. You know the the the, the centre back pairing of Liverpool, um, having Fabinho with with the youngster, it obviously was to our, our benefit. And also he was playing on the side of where Rashford was, which was even worse because Trent, good Trent against Rashford is always Rashford always wins. And then now you're putting a, a youngster to 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 play with no, him. They charged him. They charged him. Just, that's, that's just wrong. You should have I was pissed off. I'm going to tell you, I was pissed off because the kid was also getting afterwards from these, you know, these fans, these Liverpool fans that are yeah. out there. The kid was then getting online abuse, saying this yeah. guy needs to leave the club. He's not good yeah. enough. How does a 19-year-old get thrown into a game? Look, from an experienced sort of perspective, you've got to be like, that's great. That's awesome. He's, he's going to learn a lot from this. But this on sort of baggage is going to come with it. He, no one should experience what the kid is going through right now from that perspective. I mean, he, was nearly got, he nearly got saved there at the moment when it's 2-2. And, you know, had Salah scored that one, option, that one opportunity he had, maybe it's a different conversation. But the fact of the matter is, I don't know if Klopp's trying to highlight that we do need a centre-half. And he's saying now he's got no control over buying someone now in January. And we just got to make do with what we have. I don't know what that was or it was generally because... Even you've got Nate Phillips. He's at least he's older. I think he's like 20, 23 or twenty-four or somewhere yeah, along those lines. Yeah, 
Yeah, let him because he can always land up going somewhere. But a 19-year-old, I think it, that was a bit harsh. Mosse, you know, through from a development sort of yeah. process, how would you feel at the moment in time being a 19 through and fucking up in the game as well? Yeah, I guess that would be the tough part to, to, to swallow, the fucking up part. It would be exciting. It would be the opportunity of a lifetime to actually play Man United in the early stage of your career. But as soon as you fuck up, you'd need a lot more guidance and you'd need a lot more support. And now if the bashing and the abuse comes, it really does dampen that confidence, which is super meaningful for a young person at this point in time. Yeah. So, sorry, Sailor, yeah. as you were in terms of talking about that, it was a very open game. And I also think when we're looking at it, both Robertson, you know, for all the talk about Liverpool's fullbacks, I think both had a really, really poor day. And you, Man United just looked dangerous on every single counter. And I actually think it was one of those scenarios where he went to Anfield he played it a bit safe. We all came out saying, you know, he should have probably gone for it because Liverpool were there for the taking and he's gone right. Yeah. Rolled up his sleeves and he said, come guys, off the go, off the bat, we're going to go for it. And, you know, you know, at the end of the day, you were rewarded. And penalty, yeah. penalty, Mr. Bruno, Bruno Fernandes, that free kick. I know people are talking about Ellison's positioning and, and, and. But at that wow, pace that he hits so the ball and that distance, I don't think, it doesn't matter if you get the positioning right. It's, it's too close. It's, it's too close for, 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 for Ellison to actually, to actually, you know, may, 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 um, you know, influence it, you know. And I think it's one of those things sometimes as a goalkeeper, the ball also went straight at Thiago's head and then still also went above Pogba's head. You know, Thiago ducked, then Pogba still ducked the ball. And, you know, it's it's one of those things. It was quite tough, man. It's quite close. Uh, these things happen. I don't think you need to you need to highlight too much um, on the on, on that from, from, from Alisson. He saved football so many times, man. You know, um, these things happen in football. You know, free kicks are, are one of those things where if if you need to give credit to the free kick taker if he, if, he, if it was a good it was a good um, shot, you know. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy with the with the main Islanders performance. Uh, gives us some confidence in terms of uh, playing against um, the, the top teams and actually expressing ourselves. And as I said, man, just play Pogba in the middle. Um, even though he did give the ball, he give the he did give the ball away a couple of times, but still, at least um, he was working hard. Um, you know, both both goals. He was involved in, tr- in terms of trying to win uh, win the ball back in the, with the first two goals. So at least um, from that regard, um, Solskjaer needs to see the template. Uh, but again, um, the uh, centre-back pairing of Lindelof and Maguire is not the one, man. Ish, man. It's, it, it gives, I'm just always nervous, man. I'm never, I'm never comfortable. I'm never like, ah, you know, mm. out, you know. I, I'm never well, like that. You know what he does, I'm, though? Always, have you noticed, have you noticed what he does, though, Silo? He, he plays those two when he's playing... A- uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when when he's playing like a side in the top six or a side that is dangerous on the counter, he plays those so they can sit deeper and catch people on the counter. When he's playing a smaller team, he tends to offer Baye because he's got the pace to cover for the truck or the tractor in Maguire. So that's kind of how he sets up. And it's interesting that as, as a player, I wouldn't be happy with that. I mean, I want to play week in, week out and also messes up. You know, Mosa and Nick, especially from a coaching perspective and a playing perspective, your centre-back pairing is one you shouldn't be messing with. It's one you should be sticking with regardless, not just changing it to suit the tactics because, you know, it starts from the back, the foundation between the goalkeeper and, and the two centre-halves. I mean, you know, you want to try and get your spine aligned to be as consistent as possible throughout the season. So in general, if you can have at least your six and maybe your number eight, uh, your two centre-backs, your goalkeeper and your striker, generally paying majority, say 90% of the games in the season, especially if you're going to have success. And I think that goes to the question I was going to ask you, Claudio. You know, I had said in the beginning of the season when uh, Van Dijk got injured, 
I said that was 18 plus points. God, yep, you did. Yep. I think it is yeah. proven. It is proven it now, and, and and I don't know your thoughts at the moment. Like, I heard Klopp come out and say, you know, my mandate is to, and I don't know if it was tongue in cheek, but is to finish in the top four, maybe have a go in the Champions League. But what are the realistic goals now? I, I don't know. You know, they definitely are title contender, and I, I'd love to see them go all the way, but it just doesn't look like it at the moment. Why would you love to see them go all the way? No, I'd love them to go all the way, you know, <laughs> sort of competing. You know, we don't want to oh, see a Liverpool no, winning yeah. the league and then finishing out of the top. Can I say, Rick, can I say, you know, he actually meant, you, you know what he meant, you know what he meant. He's, he's trying to be different. <laughs> he wants Liverpool to win a deep down in his heart because he knows the clubs are similar. You know, they're just a bit further north up north there in Newcastle, but he feels like he's actually an honorary Liverpool supporter deep down. He knows. Um, yeah, but no, no. The Klopp's, Klopp's sort of, his sort of comments were interesting, saying that whole top four thing. Now, that, that is a twofold sort of thing because obviously when you're going on a bad run, you kind of want to deflect this sort of scenario. And like I said, I think Liverpool, if, if Klopp is, needs to be thankful for something, is that Chelsea have pulled the trigger on this sort of sacking on Lampard because it kind of has diffused this sort of situation because Liverpool's next game is Spurs. And we're going to talk about that on Thursday. But we've struggled against sides that are sitting deeper, breaking them down. And now we're going to play against a Spurs side in a Mourinho who knows how to set up, but with more firepower going forward. So it is a sort of worrying thing. I think we've got to take Sunday's game as, you know, was the FA Cup. So if anything, it was a blessing for Liverpool getting knocked out of the FA Cup. Because right now we can't compete in three competitions. Let's be honest. With the amount of injuries that we have, we can't do it. Yeah. I think if we're looking at it once-off games, I think we better get up right now speaking for the Champions League than we are for the league. But at the end of the day, we are only six points away from, from Man United and depending on what happens with, with Man City. So that's also very interesting for us. And we all know this league is volatile. If you go on a bit of a run, three-game run, four-game run, or two-game run, regardless of what happens, you can find yourself in a position like, we're going to talk about Leicester and Everton, for example. Look at those two sides. Everton gets a result over Leicester today and they sneak into the top four. So that is the blessing in disguise and we need Jota to come back. Um, final thoughts on the game there, Celo, before we move on to the next one. No, I'm just, as I said, man, it was, it was a good game to watch. Um, even, even if the result went the other way, it would have been still a good game to watch. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't have been happy with the result, but it was a good game to watch. And I think um, Solskjaer needs to obviously take that confidence. And he even said, I think, even it, was, it was good to see his players express themselves against, um, against a, a big team. Um, so we need to take that confidence into, into, into Arsenal's game because, you know, when we play Arsenal, that is Arsenal's biggest match of the season. That is their FA Cup. That is their Champions League final. That is their that is their top four uh, match to get into top four. That is their big match of the season. So we need to be up for it um, and know that Arsenal will be up for it. Yep, that's true. I just, I just want to I want to comment on Scott's... It's true. It's true. No, <laughs> it's not Champions League final. That's disrespectful. <laughs> Chuck, you can see Nick's checked out of the conversation. Moss has checked out. They didn't even notice the cheeky comment there. They didn't even notice the yeah. second. Did you guys hear what he said? It's a Champions League final. If it yeah, he's saying Listen to this yeah, guy. No, I'm, I'm reading what Scott's saying. Yeah, yeah I'm so, reading Scott's comment. Yeah, I just want to get on cops. You know, Scott said, you know, a lot's been said, and he said this over the course of the season so far. A lot's been said about the centre back sort of situation in Liverpool, but it's our fullbacks that are being found out. And I think what's interesting, when, when we're looking at how, you know, that whole talk but, between a Man City and a Liverpool sort of setup. Yeah, yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead, Wonga, you go. Yeah, sorry, you know, you remember, uh, do you remember Liverpool when they, they lost against Aston Villa 7-0? No. 
in the following game, I can't remember who they played. Van Dijk was uh, Van Dijk was there. Um, they Everton. It was Everton. Was it Everton? I can't remember. But whichever game it was, that team had. I watched it. They had nothing. They had nothing going forward. Van Dijk was playing that game. I remember. They, it was a Liverpool of old. They they, they stopped everything. Someone between someone in between Aston Villa and Everton. I can't remember. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It was someone. There's another team. They they stopped everything in between. Um and and you could see you know the, that firepower Liverpool is still there and it was almost as if you had the feeling like look these guys are going to do it again um it's possible they're going to do it again but the moment Van Dijk got kicked uh, then injuries started and then you got other other injuries and yeah now they're just, it's just and also like Chris Scott's comment it it gets very diff- difficult to like uh, single out the the fullbacks if your center back is gone because the center back gives the fullback a lot more uh, freedom to to roam if you've got a, a strong back that's very good at covering that's very good at breaking yes. down play the 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 fullbacks can then roam and go look for opportunities up front and that's that's possibly why you haven't seen the fullbacks pressing themselves down the flanks as much as they should be any final comments from you, Claudio? No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it be. I think you guys know how I feel about the Van Dyke thing. I know he brings a lot of distribution to to the team. <laughs> you know how it is. I think, um, yeah. I mean, it's also, it's, it's. I wanted to discuss the fact between Man City and Liverpool and the differences between the two of them and how they set up. And to Scott's, Scott's point, saying nullifying the fullbacks. Um, but yeah, I can't touch on it now. Let's. We're gonna move on because we need to finish off. And what we're going to do is we're going to do the, the betting sort of corner predictions um, where we give our predictions on the upcoming fixtures. And we're going to start off with the first one, Southampton, Arsenal. Rematch. Wonga, the rematch. Uh, Look, Southampton don't have both their fullbacks. I think Romeo is also, he's also injured. So Southampton are somewhat weakened in this game. And Arsenal have a good record. They're Arsenal going for three games away for the first time, three away games in a row since 2014 or something like that. Yeah, look, Southampton have they've got a lot of injuries. Eh? Arsenal, they've only I think Arsenal probably have only three, I think three injuries at the moment. Um, uh, but uh, Southampton, I look at Southampton's list is quite it's quite long. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty extensive. I didn't even look at the names individually. Um, but for me, I think if it's it's another. I mean, the first game we played them, we drew one one. We let them score again first. Now again, we let them score. I mean, even the this game in the weekend. Um, it was unfortunate um, the, the, the goal we conceded, but I think it was well deserved. Um, if you look at it from a neutral point of view, is that I mean they were putting pressure on us from the beginning, flat out, and we offered nothing up front, absolutely nothing going forward um, until we made our subs. Um, so I, I just I, I, I think um, I think if we play, if we starting um, the Smith up front, you are putting Saka on the wing. We've got Abomeyang there, Gabriel there, or Lacazette. Abomeyang is not playing for personal reasons. Oh, yes, you did, yeah. yeah, did say that. So, if you are, we've got Lacazette there, Gabriel there. Um, I think they can they can do it. Uh, they did show it. I mean, we won. I mean, now, before the loss, we were winning six games. We won six games in a... No, uh, we, we, won, we won five, drew one. Um, I think it's possible. I think we can beat Southampton. And I think we we do need to beat Southampton. Uh, we need to start. Being, we need to start being the teams above us now. We've we've clapped all these guys behind us. Um, okay, maybe Chelsea, but Chelsea on a bad run. Um, I think yeah, Southampton getting a third shot now. 
um, yeah, we, we uh, for me, I don't know what thinking, but for me, we need to collect these points, even if it's right. away. So what do you think the score is going to be, Wonga? Oh, yeah, sorry. It's actually a prediction. <laughs> I heard that it's two. It's, uh, I said 2-0 two, two to Arsenal. 2-0 to Arsenal. Nick? I think it's going to be another 1-0 win for Southampton. Uh, I think they're on the... Yeah, I don't know. I think your bubble's going to be burst, Wonga. I think, I, you know, I think that manager sets his team up well, regardless of who plays. Um, sure. And yeah, I think Aubameyang will be a, a big loss. Uh, I know it sort of maybe hasn't been contributing as much as we would have liked, but I think that's the type of player you want to to go away from home against a team that's just beating you in the FA Cup. So I'm, I'm going to go for a one 0 win for Southampton. Yeah, I've got to. I've got to say, I'm going to go one-one draw. I don't think either side's going to win. I think you know because Southampton is somewhat weakened, they're going to play more defensive. But I think they're going to cause a lot of frustration for Arsenal. But Arsenal will still get the points, so they won't leave empty-handed, Wonga. So don't be all despondent with regards to the predictions. I, you know, on the weekend I went with Arsenal and I said I'll be throwing my money away, and I did, and I threw my money. Away. <laughs> well done for throwing it all away. You know the Pepe. You know Pepe, William, Alneni, all those guys are going to start, so you can understand yeah. it. Austin, I don't know. All right, Mosa. <laughs> it sounds like Wonga understands why you guys are losing, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's clear. I, I felt, honestly, I felt like um, if 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 uh, Arteta in that game was saying um, to the guys, if the guys were asking him why am I not starting, I think Arteta answered the question right there and there. Generally. <laughs> he answered them right there and the there. Right, he, asked, he answered everyone there. Why, why those guys aren't starting? That's the reason. So they can't be saying to stop this weekend. There's no ways. No ways. <laughs> no ways. Uh, I, I think, um, yeah, this, this, uh, follow Nick as well. This, this is Southampton's game. Um, they do have the, the, the beating of Arsenal. And I think they should get a 1 0 result of the weekend. They have seven That's injuries. Oh, <laughs> so I swear it could be 10. It could be he's 10. Not, he's injuries. not having this. He's not having this. It could be 10. Uh, I, I, uh, I'll, I'll give, I'll give. Uh, one of the benefit of the doubt with this game, um, just, just because there'll be a bit more quality starting. Um, so, but 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 not to win, but but will be a draw, one one. Um, <laughs> nice. Tend to go the same region we predict. Right. Now, now the one, the one is a, there's a lot of contention here, largely because we know what Nick feels for Bielsa. Wonga, let's see how this results. Oh, they're not playing now already. He's not. Uh, oh, right now. He's, it's Leeds, Leeds, yeah. Leeds. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't even expect them to win. Even last game, they're coming against Villa. <laughs> even today, I, it could be three. They're gonna go, especially if they score one already. It could be three. Yeah. I think you're gonna beat it. I think you're gonna beat Southampton, Wonga. What do you think? <laughs> no, I don't, I, I don't think you can't slave it. Um, no, to be honest, I feel sorry for them actually. Um, I, uh, I, 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 I think I, I don't. I agree with you. I don't think um, I'm watching a little bit here. Yeah, we we do have a bit more of the ball, a little bit more. We 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 in their box, uh, pressing a little bit higher, forcing them to play a bit longer. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, this is going to be a long evening. Um, maybe a one-one <laughs> draw, but more than likely a two-nil loss for. The magpies. That's the first time I'm actually saying that we'll lose. That's because, because, it's because, it's because you're already correct. <laughs> I want Bruce Art. I want Steven Gerrard and I want Bruce Art. 
All right, I'm going to – see, I told you, this guy's a diehard Liverpool fan deep down. We all know it. Um, I was saying I'm going to go with Jason, another Liverpool fan there. I'm going to say 3-0 to Leeds. Mossa? Uh, how far is it into the game now, um, Nick? 36 minutes. 36 minutes. Seconds. Joe, and Leeds still have a lot more running to do. They've got their first goal. They're going to keep coming at you guys. You probably, you guys probably haven't even, like, uh, had a shot on target yet. <laughs> no, we haven't. I actually read a read a tweet before I came on here, and they were showing yeah. a clip of uh, Callum Wilson and Jacob Murphy doing shooting practice in the warm up. I think they each had five shots on target, um, and no one hit the target. No oh, one. Oh, they had five shots and one on target. That's because you know what they're doing. You know what they're doing all week. They're doing positional <laughs> play where they're keeping shape at the back. They're not even going doing anything in front of the goals. That's why. I, I don't know what the opposition goal looks like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Silo. So what's your prediction there? Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say um, two nil to to Leeds. Two nil Leeds. Alrighty. Uh, Man City, West Brom. Let's quickly go through it because, guys, it's still going to go somewhere else. And we've, got, we've still got that freaking curfew around here. So, Wonga, let's hear the West Brom Man City prediction. Ah, it's going to be a tough one for Man City. I think, um, but no, I think 3 0. Man City's on good form. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, but West Brom will make it difficult. Remember, Kevin De Bruyne is injured for four to six weeks. Yeah. Eh? I, I see a, I see a LDI oh, special year. I see a LDI special year. I think this is a type of game he thrives on. I think City are going to have about 88% possession, probably 29 <laughs> shots on target, and then they'll set uh, <laughs> special from Fat Sam at the end. 1-1, one, one, my prediction. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're laughing, Mosa, but I'm going to say no, no. I'm going to go no, no. no, no. Let's, let's hear you, Mosa. Yeah, no, I think uh, Man City have too much firepower at this point in, in time in the season. Their form is looking really good, so I think they'll punish uh, West Brom, you know. They scored against the side on the FA Cup. They only scored last 10 minutes. Silo? I think it'll be I think it'll be a tough game for City. Uh, it'll probably be 1-1 and going into the 80th minute or so, and then, yeah, it'll be 2-1 to City. They'll get their second goal only in the last 10 minutes. Okay. There you have it, guys. Okay. Chelsea Wolves. Interesting. This is an interesting prediction. Large because we know what's going on. Thomas Tuchel coming in. He's going to be watching. The players are probably going to be fired up. Wonga, let's hear. Let's hear it. 2-0 to Wolves. Oi. After, you know, Wolves are struggling to score. I mentioned the other day, guys, I, I don't know. I don't buy this whole Wolves uh, great side, um, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Um, I think the players players can be cruel and watch the players for Chelsea come out firing now because there's a new manager. I think it's going to be a comfortable win for Chelsea. Imagine Werner hitting three, a hat-trick now. 3-1 <laughs> victory for Chelsea. 3-1 victory. All right, yeah, no, I think for all the Chelsea pur- purists out there, and by that I mean all the typical English Chelsea fans, not a Mossa who's smiling from ear to ear that Frank Lampard got sacked, but for all the purists, <laughs> I think the players are going to come out there and they're going to be like, yeah, you know what, let's, let's decide to play and they're probably going to come out 2-0 win. Mossa? 
Yeah, I think uh, all the players have a fresh new clean slate with the new manager, so they all have to put their hands up for positions and uh, try and shuffle themselves into the squad. So I think uh, uh, the fact that the manager speaks German will help. So I see Werner actually scoring a goal this time round. I don't think he's going to take a penalty and score it, son. <laughs> <laughs> so I see yeah, a 3 0 coming from Chelsea's way. <laughs> wow. Wow. I said, <laughs> I said it's going to be a two-one victory to Chelsea. Um, yeah, definitely the players are going to, um, you know, play for, 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 for to impress the new manager. So yeah, two-one. All righty, Everton Leicester. This is a big one. This is a big one, largely because we know what's at stake. Leicester pushing for the title, arguably, and then we got Everton, who can also, technically speaking, push for the title, but sneak into top four if they get something at home. So, Wonga, what are you? What are your thoughts here? I say it would be. I think Leicester will take it two one. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't get too many reasons for you because of time, but yeah, I think Leicester will take it two one. I don't think it'll be. It also won't be an easy one for them as well because Everton also need the points. Or one thing. Yeah, also. I don't know. I think. I think. I mean, Everton have proven to also be. You know, they 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 hot and cold at times. Yes, listen, they're in their position uh-huh. because they deserve to be. Um, uh-huh. They drop points against a, a very poor team in in my my team, um, but I think Leicester Leicester may be a bit too strong. But I see a draw written all over this. I think it's gonna it's gonna be your tactician from from Ancelotti, you know, setting up shop against another tactician in Rogers. Um, so I, I see a one-one draw here, um, if you ask me. I think it's a fair shot. I mean, I'm going to go 1-0 Everton large because I think they're going to deny all the space for less and they're going to bank off a set piece with your Mina and whoever else they've got there attacking. So I'm going to go 1-0 Everton. Mosa? I'm not to say that, Claudio, if you're a flipping Liverpool fan, man. I'm going to go 2-0 Leicester, man. Uh, the current, like, they, they seem to find ways to unlock teams and I think the run of form and the current performances that they found uh, will probably support them now. So I think 2-0 to, to Leicester. No, I think it'll be a draw. 1-1. Um, Ancelotti, Italian masterclass there at the back, shut, shut, shut the door. Calvert Lewin scored, uh, scored on the weekend. Richardson scored. Mina is a beast in the box. And Keane is a beast in the box. So, yeah, 1 1. 1 1, right. And then for the final game of the evening, gents Man United versus Sheffield. Obviously, Man United pushing for the title. Yeah, Sheffield not looking too bad themselves. They're finally starting to string some passes together and taking some shots. Mos Ah, Wonga. Yeah, I think Man United, uh, they, they're smelling that title, tasting it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think they... I, I think, think Bruno Fernandes is he's leading that charge. He's getting them to smell they, it. He's yeah. like, catch a wolf, catch a wolf. They want it. <laughs> um, and it's you six points up. Um, uh, Man City also got a, a tricky game as well. I, I think they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna definitely win it. Um, the players know. That. I don't think the manager needs to motivate them. It's there. Everything is there. It's written. Yeah. I think they carry on winning. They win the league. The league is theirs. Sheffield yeah, United uh, proved that losing is a habit. Hard to break. <laughs> we can only break it, if we break it against Newcastle, which is, which is a fair shot. <laughs> you flip the coin, winning becomes a habit. So I think this exactly. is three points written all over it for, for Man United. You know, if you're going to win the league, these are the games you have to win comfortably. Um, and by not comfortably, I mean 5 6 7 nil. You know, you need to go there, put a 2-0 performance in, and need to be a good performance. Needs to be a professional performance, disciplined performance. I see it happening. I see yeah, I think also four, yeah. 
I'll give it a 4 0, but I think Man United also be trying because uh, I think Man United also be trying to to keep a clean sheet because they, they need to do that if they want to carry on winning. Yeah, let, let me debunk the clean sheet thing. They're not going to get a clean sheet largely because, like Jason says, Brewster for the winner. I don't think they're going to get the winner because I think Man United are bouncing after this, this sort of run that they've been on and beating Liverpool. So I think the belief's growing there. And that's the one thing that pisses me off about the weekend's result is that the belief's growing. Even Sol- Solskjaer's going, hey, wait, I can do this. I'm a decent manager. <laughs> um, so anyway, I think um, yeah, it's going to be a 2-1 win, 2 man United. And I think Bruce is going to get a goal at Old Trafford. And you know what? Hopefully get a move away from Sheffield. Mossa. I think, contrary to everybody's belief, that Man United won't actually go on to win the league. And these are the type of games that will actually cost them the league. Because oh, they'll be... I like that. I They're thinking about Ole out again. You know, these, these type of teams will actually put Man United in the back foot and get us thinking about Ole out. So, I go 2-1 for uh, Sheffield United. Hello, I think I think Mustafa got a big mouth because he's got a new coach. Let's hear some Ole out, man. Let's hear some Ole out. Ole out. All I have to sell or Ole, Celo. Honestly, I rather reserve my comment. I'm only. That's hilarious. In all honesty, I think Musa definitely has now has found a voice. Um, he's, <laughs> Wonga, he's like Wonga on, on Boxing Day when he beats when he beats you. Um, so yeah, so I, I so <laughs> take notice of what you're saying. Uh, but yeah, United. Right. Man United keep pushing for the title, lads. And that's pretty much it. Final thoughts before we leave. Steve Bruce out. Hashtag, hashtag Steve Bruce out. <laughs> Bruce out. Bruce out. Shame <laughs> Bruce out. Pull it out. Pull it out. Arsenal top four. Uh, please. Celo's trying to be Celo's trying to be patient, but just say it, Celo. Just say it. Say what you want to say, man. Oh, wow. I'll still won't even make top six, guys. That's my comment. Yeah, yeah. Top six then. I'll, we'll make top six, guys. We'll make it. Don't worry. So you're gonna be you're gonna we'll be you're gonna be Leicester, um, City, United, Liverpool. Guys, people, every team is going through slumps here. It's coming. The time is coming. They're still going halfway through. The times are coming. I'm just, Tell them, that It cost them a coach. Liverpool are going through it. Uh, they decide, obviously, they mean club is club. Man United, not yet. Only out. Only out. Only out. Right, it's guys, with that, let, let me end this because this is going to keep going on and on and on and on. <laughs> If you guys don't know, thank you very much for everyone who did tune in. We had a lot of guys today, so thank you very much, guys. Pums, thank you for coming. Jason, Scott, Thanks, Nick, all the rest. Uh, Ricky for making an appearance. Yeah, shout out. And uh, don't forget to like, share, comment, hit the notification button because by doing that, you get more people to come back and watch us. And lastly, if you don't know what to be, be cool. Be cool. Yeah, have a good evening, everyone. Enjoy the football. Cheers. Bye.